Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Mark and Phil hanging out talking investing, finance, and retirement. This week we're going to play Fact or Fiction, which is incredibly hard to do with a financial advisor because their go-to answer is it depends. It depends. <laughs> What's going on, Phil? How are you? I'm doing great. Enjoying spring. We've got a coating of green everywhere, and yet, you know, you're coughing or sneezing and people looking at you still funny. I know. <laughs> That's like, the challenge in the time we live in is like, no, seriously, it's just allergies. Trust you me, do I get it every year. There's green everywhere. Right? Like <laughs> That's a right. Film of it on the car. So, yep, yeah, yep. Pretty funny stuff for sure. Uh, you know, we got a, a message in, Phil, that said that we should do a drinking game sometime that every time you say run the numbers, uh, that we should take a shot. <laughs> It's like that can make for a fun show. Oh yeah, yeah. But get kind of interesting by the end of the show for sure. Be interesting, yeah. But you know what? It's such a true statement, and this fact or fiction game is you know easily sets that up. I, I joke to say yeah. it depends because when you're talking with an advisor about anything financial related, everybody I, there's universal truths that affect us all, right? Right. And we talk about that often, but then that specific universal truth does have a wide range of the details mm -hmm. that affect you differently than me and so on and so forth. Yep, absolutely. And it, it, it just like you said, it, it depends on your specific scenario. I mean, the, the facts are the facts. They don't change, you know, and we'll right. talk about those here. But how those facts apply to your scenario is a little different because be. everyone's scenario is a little bit different and what the makeup of income and assets and, right. you know, all that comes together. So yep. so we're going to play fact or fiction. Do your best to give me one or the other if you can. Although it's really going to be in the wording of the statement. Yes. And that's yep. it's like the fine print if you think about you're <laughs> in a brochure or something like that, you know, some sort of a sales thing. A lot of times it's in the fine print. So fact or fiction, your social security can be taxable. And that is a fact. Okay. Um, it, it, it technically is taxable. Okay. Um, how much of it is taxable really depends on the makeup of all your income and amount of income. I mean, not to get too deep in the weeds, but there's a whole separate calculation. And this is always one of those confusing parts in, in helping uh, clients understand it. But right. yeah, it can be anywhere between zero and 85% taxable. Five the top. The yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get more than 80, at least now. I mean, now that's always subject to change, but yeah, so 85% of the benefit is taxable at whatever your rate is. Okay. You know, and that's the other misconception or confusing piece there is it's not an 85% tax rate. You know, I always joke right. and say that right. the government's greedy, but they're not that greedy, right? So I mean, they're not going to take 85% of the benefit, but right. it's subject to tax at whatever your income rate is, you know, as, as your income goes up. So how many people actually realize that when they come in and talk with you? I mean, it's more and more is that, it? that okay. realize it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's still in, when we teach social security classes, it's still one of those things that people are like, what? I didn't think, you know, you yeah. get a few of them out there. Okay. I mean, the, the reality was when FDR first put it in place, his new deal, mm -hmm. it was not taxable. I mean, it was specifically written in social security law that it was not a taxable benefit. Right. Right. But it didn't take long after his administration was out for the new administration to bring it in and start out at, well, up hey, to 50%. Hey. <laughs> then it went up to 85%, you yeah. know, so. Yeah. 
Always looking for ways to get some extra money to pay some of these bills we got. Always, always. Yeah, and unfortunately, with everything that's gone on recently, I don't think right. it's going to change. Okay, so technically, fact, your Social Security can be taxable. Yep. Uh, fact or fiction, your taxes will likely be lower in retirement. Um, I mean, I would say fact. I mean, it likely, if you're looking at all taxes, yes, because when you're working, you're paying Social Security and Medicare. In okay, addition to the federal yeah. and state, you know, so your yeah. total tax burden definitely is higher that you don't pay Social Security and Medicare when you're yeah. retired. And I mean, unless you work, right. But you know, your Social Security benefits, um, pensions, any monies out of IRA interest dividends, things like that, typical retirement type income mm. is not subject to Social Security and Medicare. Okay. You know, so, so if you look at it that way, then definitely your taxes are lower. Your, your right. income yeah. tax component though. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to say, so from that standpoint, yeah, it's probably it sounds a little bit more a fact, but right. what we've been saying for a while now is it's, you know, if you're talking about just your, when you go to see your CPA and you do your taxes annually, right. are you at the same tax bracket or a lower tax bracket? Often we're not seeing that be the case. So I was thinking this one really could be a, you know, a fact or fiction. Again, it's in right. the wording a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's always the, the, you know, the devil's in the details, so to speak. Right. I mean, the, Look at it at a high level. Taxes, yes, taxes will be lower because you don't have Social Security and Medicare. That's a big tax burden. Yeah, and you know, they kicked that one up, Social Security up. So yeah, yeah, and that keeps going up each year. So, right. but the reality for most retirees is no, their income tax burden, even if tax rates stay the same, is likely to go up, especially if you've done a good job saving. Yeah, you know, if you start adding up the numbers of if you've got a pension, if you've got Social Security, and you've saved for retirement. Start looking at all those retirement streams of income mm. coming in, especially when RMDs hit. And I was going to say, and it, you run it, the real it can risk be a surprise. Of, yeah. yeah, you run the real risk of kicking that up a notch if you're not efficient and have a good strategy in place for you pulling those RMDs. Uh, you know, getting that money out of the 401k that you've been pumping into or whatever, you run the real risk of kicking yourself up a notch too. So right, yeah, and right. I mean the, the the big danger in here too is is looking beyond the first. Uh, spouse to pass for a surviving spouse because yeah then taxes I mean almost inevitably go up just because of how the tax brackets work it seems like most of the time people forget and it's totally understandable that we forget this but you've been married and you've been filing you know married whatever for, Joint for 30, yep. 40 years and when you lose a spouse you're back to filing single right and most people tend to forget that which again it's understandable but yeah yeah I mean it's not something you really want to look at but it's you know, in our line of work, it's something we look at all the time. And it's a, yeah. it's a big part of the plan that we want to help clients understand. Here's the reality. I mean, yeah. this is just how it happens. Right. Let's plan today to prevent that potential tax burden for a surviving spouse. Well, and, and that's really one of the reasons, among many others, that you would turn to a professional to help you so you don't have to think about it. You know, right. I've been thinking, yep. you know, I've been married filing what I've been doing for 40 years. I'm not going to be, oh, well, I just lost my spouse. Yeah, I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket. Mm -hmm. Nobody thinks that way, right? So that's why no, you have that advisor. Yeah. That's why you have a team there, you know, helping you with, you know, elder law and so on and so forth. All the different, yep, all the different pieces. You yeah. know, I hear it all the time that when clients really start looking at all the pieces, they're like, I had no idea this was that complex. You know, I thought it was just a matter of, I put my notice in, I'm retired, and now okay, I start taking money out of my IRA and I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I said that's one version you can try that. You know, sure. but yeah. you have no control. You're just kind of running with the. 
the the wind, so to speak, and whatever happens, happens. So try to be more efficient. You know, that's the idea, right? I mean, you, yeah, you can just pull money out of right. your 401k or whatever, but uh, you know, that's well, that's that confuses a lot of people too. We'll do that on another show, another day. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep moving along. Fact or fiction? Sure. Again, it's in the details here. Term life insurance is better than whole life insurance. This seems kind of hard to answer. Well, I was gonna say, yeah. Whenever you hear better, there's no nothing that's better all the time, right? I mean. It, you've got to look at term and in whole life, I'll call it cash value. So, you know, just as a general concept, because whole is whole life is one version of a, a cash value policy, meaning it's a policy that has an investment component for, for a better uh, term of, of how it works that, that's okay. building this cash value through retirement mm -hmm. that helps support the cost of life insurance. So is term better than, than cash value? Uh, it depends. Depends on your scenario. Is there it's, an age thing with that? I think a lot of times we hear term when we're, you know, a certain age and then whole yep. when we're different. Is, does that factor in? I mean, yes and no. It comes down to, I guess, what you're trying to target. I mean, term is really good at specific timelines, right? I mean, right. you have to think of term, you're, you're renting the policy, so to speak, right? Sure, so yeah. it's, it's yours for whatever that term was, whatever your lease was with that policy. Right. So, so if you have a, a very specific time frame you want to cover, you know, so for younger people that are looking to, okay, I've just got my first mortgage. It's a 30 year mortgage. And I want to make sure that my spouse has money to pay it off or whatever, if something happens to me or kids in college or things of that nature, mm -hmm. then yeah, term might be a better fit for at least a part of it because it's a very defined that once this happens, that need is gone. Right. Okay. Once the kids are out of school, well, you really don't need that anymore because you've already funded it. I get, I'll let you get away with that one on it depends, but of course it depends on all of these. So fact or fiction, Medicare will cover most of your medical needs in retirement. Tricky. Well, I, I guess it, de it de depends on what you call most, right? I mean, if, if you're most being more than 50% then could be tr the fact, you know, I mean, okay. it, it kind of depends on what your total medical bills are. Maybe, maybe a better so, basic Medicare will cover most of your basic medical needs in retirement, right? Cause I mean, it covers your doctor's visits. It covers a hospital visit, things of that nature. Yeah. But there's no, so, I mean, there's no dental. There's no, the eye right. is very limited. My mom had cataract surgery. They picked up a portion of it. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it has to be a medically necessary cataracts. They still call that. Right. You know, but general eye care, dental, none of that right. qualifies. Yeah. And that's I often surprising, like especially that. if you've, oh, yeah. if you work for a company that's had that, I mean, you're walking into retirement thinking, what, I don't have, you know, dental and vision anymore. Right. So right. right. Yeah. You know, at the uh, time you probably are going to need more of it than, than you have in the past. True. But, yeah. and then of course you start talking about all the supplements, you know, part D and so on and so forth. Right. And so what constitutes, you know, I guess, again, maybe basic needs is maybe that's a good way of thinking about it. Yes, it's, I mean, Medicare is a great program in a lot of ways mm -hmm. for a lot of the basic needs. Yeah, and again, it's understanding the, the what is Medicare and Medicare, the government benefit, A and B, hospitalization, doctor, outpatient type services. Too, yeah. You know, the government benefit covers a lot, but there's a lot of gaps in deductibles and co-pays and right. You know, so the easiest piece to understand is part B, the outpatient doctor type. Mm -hmm. I mean, that policy is an 80-20 policy. Just Medicare AB by itself, I'd call it for sure fiction. I mean, yeah. if you layer in then supplemental plans, it can cover, I mean, you can get some really good supplemental good stuff, plans that it covers everything. It. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's going to cost it, you. Yeah. It's going to cost you, but it's, it's 
a lot of times in comparison to what it you might be used to in retirement, it might be less. True. Or, I mean, it, it, you know, your working years. So. And and you're and hopefully you're you're budgeting and factoring in for that. You know, we've talked about yeah. colas before and the fact yep. that yep. occasionally Social Security gets a cola, but it's usually eaten up by the Medicare offset. Mm -hmm. You know, so on and so forth. But one thing that is definitely not on there is long-term care. Yes. Yeah, and that's a whole other gamut that, that a, um, unfortunately Medicare doesn't cover. Um, yeah. There there is some very short periods of time that it'll cover for what you might think of as a long-term care benefit, you know, being in nursing home or something like that, but it has to be tied to a hospital stay. You know, usually it's rehab is what it comes down to. That's, right. you know, yeah. you're had a knee replaced and you have to be discharged into a rehab, you know, for a short period of time. So it covers right. a very short period of time that you're going to recover from. Yep. And again, it all comes down to having a plan in place and figuring out, you know, what do I need? Where am I self-funding? Where am I not? You know, long-term mm -hmm. care options, all those different kinds of things. So worth certainly having conversations about all of these when we're talking about this. You know, we're just having a little fun here with fact or fiction. But yeah, again, you really want to dive in. And all of this stuff is going to be covered by, you know, an advisor who's helping you plan for your retirement. You're going to kind of go through all of this. Right, sure right. Uh, are not playing fact or fiction with these items, uh, you know. Hopefully. And that's part of that comprehensive plan. If, you know, like to your point, if you're not touching each one of these as you're looking at your retirement plan, there's holes. You're missing some pieces that need to be touched on. If your advisor is not talking about. Or, or, right. So you, you yourself, if you're doing it, or if your advisor, yeah. if yeah. they're only dealing with the investments and not talking to you about all these other pieces. You got some gaps. There's some gaps. Yeah, you need to really get a second opinion and, and make sure that you're covered. Yep, exactly. Uh, one final one here, we'll, and then we'll wrap it up this week. Fact or fiction, Phil, as you get older, as we get older, we should gradually shift from stocks to bonds. Um, I would say with that, I'll call it fact. You know, in the key, to me, the key word in there is shift. You know, so it, it didn't okay. say get out of stocks completely. Okay. You know, and, and unfortunately, right. that's sometimes, you know, when people approach retirement, think of, oh, I got to no risk anymore. I've got to be safe and secure. So put it in the bank. Well, OK, so especially in today's environment, that's great. Yeah. Your, your, your million dollars, like we've talked about before, might be still there tomorrow and worth a right. million in one dollars over the next year because you got paid a <laughs> dollar of interest on it. You know, your, your biggest danger there, though, is inflation, you know, right, so that's yeah. the other piece of the equation where, you know, the bond component probably isn't going to really help. You're going to need some stock exposure right. to help grow long term with inflation for a portion of the money. But so. bonds right now seem, I mean, typically this is an old um, yep. traditional side kind of setup for a portfolio because it was less risk typically. Yes. In bonds. Is that the case in today's market, Phil? Because bonds do seem to be a bit volatile as well. Yeah, not not at all the case today. So that's, okay. yeah, this is the, again, always looking at kind of rules of thumb or concepts out there. Yeah, that bond being the more conservative investment and, and compared to stocks, absolutely. It's still, even in today's environment, I would consider it more conservative than, than a, uh, a bond or a stock. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's way more risk built into bonds today than was even 10 years ago. Okay. You know, or right. 15 yeah. years ago as we've gone through these other financial crises because we're at the, the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, with interest rates. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot lower than where we're at today. Yeah. Yeah. You very know, true. and as interest rates start to rise, your value of the bonds are going to start to decline. You know, so you have to keep that in mind that that value of the bond is going to end up going down if you sell it. Now, if you hold it to maturity, you'll get the principal back. But, right, right. 
Maybe we should have done, uh, you know, as we get older, we should gradually shift from uh, stocks to more risk, you know, uh, less or less risk, you know, kinds of products. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's that a better way to put it. Yeah. I mean, stocks and bonds are the general concept that most people kind of right. relate it, it, to, it's you know, the, but yeah. at the end of the day, this whole um, question to me really comes down to understanding risk. So number one, what are you comfortable with? You know, what is your tolerance? That's a big factor. But then when that's in play, okay, well, how do you position it? You know, and that to me is how we help clients. Once we've done a plan, we understand the cash flow and when you're going to need the money and how much. Now right. let's look at the investment component. Let's put together a plan of how we can make your money last, mm -hmm. grow with inflation, you know, positioning risks such that it's not going to harm you while you're spending it, but yet still giving you the opportunity to help keep up with that inflation long term. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, how did you do with factor fiction, folks? Did you have any of those right? Did you, uh, were you off? Did you, you, know, you agree with some of Phil's assessments, whatever the case might be? Uh, if so, reach out, have a conversation with him. If you need to have a, a chat about what's going on with you, if you're a little worried about, you know, what Medicare will or won't cover, or if you're worried about, you know, Social Security and, and it's taxable and all those kinds of things that we talked about, give him a jingle at 248 888-7530-248-888-7530. As always, it's one of those things where we, we bring to you different concepts on the show, hopefully provide a useful nugget or two of information, but it always comes down to your unique situation and you should always check with a qualified professional before you take any action on anything you hear on our show or any yep. others financially related. So give Phil or an advisor, any advisor a call, but make sure you're talking with somebody before you take any action. Of course, Phil has been doing this a very long time. He's a CPA and a personal financial specialist at AFS Wealth Management. And again, you can call him at 248-888-7530 or check us out online at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Phil, I'll see you next time, my friend. All right. Have a good week. Have a great week, and we'll do it again next time here on the program. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, Google, YouTube. All, all of the above. Stuff, all <laughs> of the above. But we'll catch you later on on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.